0: What is going on, Fitness Coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. This is the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by somebody that's going to save you guys a lot of money, a lot of headache, and is going to give you a game plan so that you guys know what to do for your taxes season. And I'm joined by Ashley Shepard. What's up, Ashley?
1: What's going on? Thanks for having me. Of course.
0: So, I'm really excited to talk to you about taxes because I want to share a little bit about my own truth when I was an online trainer. When I was an online fitness coach, I basically like had a passion mm-hmm. for fitness and I knew that I had to charge money for it because you know I can't pay my rent with my feelings or my passion. But as I started to accumulate money, I almost had so much fear around my taxes and how much money that I was going to owe that I literally didn't even pay attention to my taxes. I also didn't save up any money because I wasn't even mm-hmm. aware of money i needed to save and you know what i need to put away so for i would say this is gonna sound really weird but for like five years i literally just like i took like two to three to four to five k a month and i just stockpiled cash in my bank account because i was convinced that the government was going to find out how much money i was going to make one day and they were just <laughs> going to take all of it so that yeah. was like you know, starting with taxes and that's kind of like how i got into that really
1: game. yeah so relatable to a lot of people they either don't save any or they actually save way more than they need to.
0: Yeah. So what's uh, tell me a little bit about you and tell me a little bit about what you do and tell me how you got into like, helping online coaches specifically.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing accounting since, you know, college basically. So I was actually working at a firm here in Arizona for a few years. And I just was like, you know, I really want to help people save money because of that firm. We did not do like tax strategies. It was all do your taxes, do your books. and like, that was it. And, you know, people would constantly get mad at me because I wasn't helping them save money. But I, at the time, didn't know actually like, how can you do that? I had no idea. I wasn't, you know, I didn't learn that. I wasn't trained to do that. And so I started like learning all the ways that people can save money by just changing what they're doing in their business or where they're putting their money and things like that. And, you know, I had this desire to start my own business. But at the same time, I was actually going through like my own health and fitness journey, where, you know, I was working out and I actually hired several online coaches to work with. And I was honestly considering becoming a personal trainer. But then I was like, well, I really suck at science. So I should probably just stick with what I know. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on the health and fitness industry, work with the industry that I love, but still just, you know, stick with like the skills that I have right now. And so that's how I started helping health and fitness business owners with accounting and tax. And it's been a lot of fun since. So.
0: That's so cool. Just (laughs) a side question because I'm curious about you as a person. Do you ever get like tempted to go off track? Because I feel like if you just stuck because like taxes, I feel like literally every business on the fucking planet has taxes. So do you yeah. ever like feel sometimes like you get like, what keeps you focused on my trainers when I like as a business owner, I'm like, I'm almost certain you could just expand out and have a bigger net. So like, why do you stay yeah. focused on this?
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, I have thought, Oh, maybe I should, you know, just, you know, be more general with more entrepreneurs. But then I think about, well, am I really going to like working with these other businesses, like these mm-hmm. business owners, because I keep thinking about, The people that are in health and fitness, I just feel like I align with them. We have similar outlooks and goals and mindset, especially around like health. Like we both care about health. It's just a different relation. And I really, I just know that I love working with other fitness people. And I just, I don't know. I just keep with it. So it's just the people really. I love that. So guys,
0: Ashley Shepard is going to get into online trainer tactics specifically. Before we do that, though, I just want to give you guys a reminder, if you haven't gotten your Australia virtual event tickets to watch me and Cole speak on the Australia stage at Clean Health, there's going to be over a thousand people on the virtual, we're expecting 400 to 500 people in person, we've already got 800 people registered, If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, check out the description in my podcast bio and you can get your ticket today. So let's talk about like getting started. So I'm an online coach, and I'm getting started and which by the way, that's prefaces as well. This is taxes for people that live in the USA. However, I feel like some of these tax strategies that we talk about might be universally applicable, but for sure, this is for the United States. Am I right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think Canada and the US are similar. I'm just not a Canadian tax expert. (laughs) So maybe check one of them, but yeah.
0: We actually just did a training yesterday with a Canadian tax guy. So if you're in the Change Jobs Academy, go search up Adil tax training, and you guys can learn that inside of the Change Jobs Academy. However, we're going to give this for everybody. This is the American tax. So I'm an online trainer. I'm just getting started. You know, I'm making three to five K a month with my online coaching business. Help me. Where do I go? What do I do? Taxes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. First, like the first steps you need to be thinking about are, okay, number one, I need to track everything that I'm doing. Like where your money's going? How much money are you making? Which I'm sure they're tracking it because they know they are three to five K a month. But what about your expenses? What things are you paying for in your business you need to keep track and it's better to do it as you go each month a lot of people tend to wait until the end of the year and then they're overwhelmed because they're like "Oh, i have to go through 12 months of purchases and it's a lot so it's just track it on a monthly basis you can do that with software if you want to go the free route you can just do a spreadsheet super easy but literally looking through your bank like your credit card your bank statement whatever and okay that was for business software professional like joining your mastermind like that's deductible as well like just looking at all the things that they're spending their money on and tracking that so they know what's my revenue what are my expenses and what's my profit what's left after all my expenses that's super mm. important to know
0: and i also just wanted to touch on that because you said because this is something that i didn't even know until last year which i feel like i should <laughs> be more vocal with this so if you're in the change jobs academy that is a tax write-off that's what you're saying
1: right i'm absolutely saying that yes <laughs> That. Oh, yeah. So
0: that's not the Change Jobs Academy though. That would be any any like continued education that is revolving your business. So let's say I registered for like a, you know, a personal training certification. Like Absolutely. that would count as a, as a write-off, right?
1: Yep, yep. Just think if I'm going to this event or joining this group, I'm there to learn a skill to either help my clients or to bring me more revenue or to run my business better. Those are all going to be, Directly related to your business, and you can write them all.
0: I love that. So, tracking your expenses, what software would you recommend for tracking your expenses if you have any softwares?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many softwares out there. I generally, like with all of our clients, we use QuickBooks Online. It's probably the most common one that you've probably heard of. Outside of that, you can use, there's other ones, but I would probably recommend that. The only thing with using a software is you have to really learn the software. And so, Obviously, if you're software friendly, then go ahead and try it. If you just starting on, you're like, I don't really want to spend the time to figure it out. Like, you know, spreadsheet's fine, but I would probably recommend trying the software. Okay. Mm. So software,
0: QuickBooks online, super easy, but you actually have to learn the software. So if you're going to do a software, you got to commit to one.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool. Okay. So that base level getting started. Now, this is a, might be a side note, but it also might be important. What type of business structure do you think is like, or like set up? Is it like an LLC? Like what are the, for online coaches that mm-hmm. are making between like, say between five and 10 to 15K a month, like what is the best type of business to have?
1: Yeah, I generally would recommend that regardless of how much money you're making, if you guys are in this group, you're probably pretty dedicated to growing your business. And so I would probably start, like get an entity set up now or as early in the year as you can. So like right now it's, you know, it's April. So I would probably, if you haven't set up an entity, I'd probably set that up now. And generally, it's going to depend on what your goals are in your business. Because if you want to grow a business and sell it, that's going to be a different structure than if you just want to grow your business and keep it, and you're going to continue to grow it, like probably going to default to an LLC that you'll file in the state that you run your business from, which is generally where you live. And so most likely an LLC is what you'll get for your initial structure. And then you can always change it down the road as well.
0: And so my lingo in the United States is not good. So in Canada, we have like a sole proprietor, which is like an individual. And then we've got a corporation, which is like a fucking, you know, a business. So what's the language yeah. in the United States? Yeah. In the, right?
1: the U S we have a sole proprietor as well, which is, you don't have a business entity you're just operating as yourself. And then from there, we have LLCs, which would be probably comparable to your corporation. But yeah. we also have two different types of corporations here. So I generally recommend that you guys go into the LLC. And then when you get to a certain level, then we would look into like an S corporation.
0: Possibly, yeah. Cool. And what's it? So I'm just, I just want full clarity because I want stuff too. So when I have questions, people, I can actually ask. So the LLC and the S corp, what's the difference between those two? Is there like an income bracket?
1: Yeah. So LLCs, there's no like tax benefit. It's all really for legal reasons to protect yourself from getting sued, things like that. But the S corporation, once you hit probably 30K in profit for the year, the S corporation can make sense, but it just requires a couple things for you to change operationally. Like when you go from an LLC to an S corporation, how you pay yourself is changed, but you can generally save on taxes that way.
0: Okay, cool. So anybody that's potentially making 30k a month or 30k plus profit per year per year. Should
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cuz you pay 15% on your profit when you're an LLC or sole proprietor, but once you go into the S corp, you don't pay the 15% on the profit. You just have to pay yourself like an employee, like a W2 like wages, mm-hmm. and then you pay some yeah. tax on that. So you're basically cutting how much tax you're paying. And it usually saves people, you know, 5k and up just depending on what their profit is really. So. Oh
0: my God. I, those tax laws sound way funnier than Canadian tax laws. <laughs> way <laughs> better tax than Canada's tax benefit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I understand why you specialize in Americans. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Let's, because then you deal with less suck and less angry clients. If i <laughs> Sole proprietor and I want to become an LLC or an S corp. Is there, is that like a hard process? Do I have to go through like, or can I, can I do that? Do I fold my yeah, business? no, it's
1: not, it's not hard. You can have other people do it for you. Some accountants will do it. You know, websites online can file it for you, like legal zoom and stuff like that. If you want to go that route overall, it's not really, you know, if you try to do it yourself, you may get kind of stuck on like the information you're filling out, like the lingo that they use, it's kind of like legal jargon sometimes, but it's not hard. And really, once you submit it, which could be probably done in one day, you just are waiting for the state to approve it. And that can take no more than probably two weeks. So it can be pretty quick. And I would say it's not hard to do. Yeah, cool.
0: So I want to go over my base understanding of, I'm not an expert, by the way. I'm just going to claim that. I'm not an expert. I've literally have people on my team that do this full time and I just ask questions. So I've, I think I have a base level understanding, but I want to see it and then you can correct it. So let's say my business makes $100,000, okay? In the year. Mm-hmm. And then out of that $100,000, my expenses end up being 60K. And in mm-hmm. my expenses, I have write-offs. So let's say like, you know, and so write-offs count as business expenses. So anything that, that would be mm-hmm. like, a certain percentage of my house could be considered a write-off or you know, the car that I drive to work back and forth could be considered a write-off or a business expense. Uh, another thing that could be considered a business expense would be the a mentorship program that I'm enrolled in, the Change Jobs Academy, and the personal training certification that I just purchased so that I can level up my business skills. So I have $60,000 in write-offs and I've got $40,000 left in profit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, just, just I'm curious, I understand. That would mean that the business would... Pay tax if I'm a sole prop or if I'm an LLC, the business would pay 15% tax on the 40K. Correct. And the reason it's important for me to track everything is because let's say my profit was actually 70K, right? Let's say like uh-huh. my business profit was 70K. And, but I have all these write offs that I could potentially save the tax benefit on. Like I could write off my car, I could write off a percentage of my house, I could write off the gas, I could write off the Ventures program that I'm in. So all of a sudden my profit could go from 70K to 40K because I have 30K in write-offs. And then I would save that 15% tax on that 30K. Is that right?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Let's
0: go. <laughs> okay, cool. That's why you would track your, all of your expenses then because the more, basically, the more expenses that you track, the more stuff that you get to write off and the more stuff that you get to write off, the less tax you pay.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Cool. Nice Nice job. Game. Thank you. you don't even you don't even need me.
0: I've, all of my audience does. All my audience is on fire right now. I have 27 <laughs> people on Facebook tuning in right now. I'm like that's the highest engaged live thing we've had in a minute on Facebook. So, <laughs> wow, got a lot nice. of people that need you.
1: Awesome.
0: So, what do you like? So now I've got online trainers that are in the comments and they're like, okay, well, like, what can I write off? Like, what are like? So write offs mm-hmm. means that I save on taxes, but like, what is it that I can potentially like write off? Like, how do I save this money?
1: Yeah, great question. I get asked that a lot. I mean, software's, you know, your phone, your internet, you know, you get to take a portion of all your home expenses. So if you rent, you rent, utilities, insurance, you own, you have, you know, interest, property tax, and all the other utilities and all the other expenses, you have to really upkeep your house, you have professional development, certifications, uh, trainings, If you buy books, Audible, like any of that, if you go, if you do any travel for business, like if they drive or fly to an event, the travel can be deductible as well. If you guys go to, let's say they go to dinner with a client or one of their employees or whatever, some, they're talking business over dinner you can write off half of the meal that you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of things and it's really gonna depend on you know, what you're actually spending your money on. So it may just be best to kind of look at, okay, what am I actually spending my money on every single month? And from there, we can kind of determine like, okay, that's deductible, that's deductible, that's deductible. But right. yeah, it's really not limited. It's just really trying to understand what is actually a legit business write-off. Or yeah, auto, like with the automobile. So there's two ways you can take a deduction for auto. So if you just drive, let's say you have an older car that's paid off. You're just driving, you know, a couple days a week or something. You can write off the miles, right? So you'd track how, like estimate how many miles you're driving and you get a deduction per mile. There's also the actual expense method where you can actually write off the actual expenses you spend. So gas, insurance, car washes, repairs, things like that. If you actually buy a newer vehicle, let's say you guys buy a new car this year, and you're using it more than 50% for business, you can actually write off part of that purchase of the vehicle. So if you spend 50k on a vehicle, whether you finance it or not, you can take up part of that of that asset and write it off in the first year it's going to depend on a couple of factors but that can be a pretty big deduction which you, you guys may see online right off your g-wagon you know 100 percent or whatever and like there are strategies around you know buying the bigger vehicles writing them off things like that
0: yeah correct me if i'm, I'm wrong but I, this is again my very limited knowledge of tax so i'm going off <laughs> what fucking tiktok tells me all right so <laughs> yeah if I buy a vehicle, I think it's over 6,000 pounds in America, you can write mm-hmm. off the whole, like, the whole thing. So that's why people will buy G Wagons and then they write off 100% yeah. of the G Wagons. Is that a real Yeah.: Yeah.
1: Yep. The 6,000 pound is a rule. And then if it's under 6,000 pounds, like maybe you get, you know, BMW or something, like you're going you're gonna to be limited. You're not going to be able to write off the whole thing, but you still will get a deduction. You'll get, get to write it off over five years also. So you're still, regardless of what vehicle you get, you'll still get a pretty good deduction.
0: So basically what you're saying is online trainers that are making money. Like This is from my masterminds. If you're making money, you should buy a new whip because you get it right off. Is that what you're saying?
1: (laughs) Yes. Just be sure that you use it for business. You're driving to, you know, for business things, errands, picking up, you know, supplies, going to meet other people. Maybe, you know, because obviously you guys are online, but you can still have other things that you do for your business that is actually driving to a place, going to conferences, events. Like there can be a lot of things. So just making sure you're actually using it for business. And then, yes, you can for sure write it off. I do
0: everything for business. I'll be in my front seat of my G-Wagon recording Instagram stories, yeah. promoting yeah. my business, right? I'll be like all yeah. day in that G-Wagon. Absolutely. It's funny because I feel like people have this like, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. I think most people think taxes are boring, but I have a feeling that like this conversation is making taxes not boring. Like, oh shit, yeah. if I can get a nice car and I can write it off and I can save money, that sounds fucking great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right off my Lambo.
1: Yeah, if you use it for business, sure.
0: I do. I use it for business all the time. Yeah. This, somebody just said <laughs> Lambo's off the list. Okay, what else? What else do I need to know? So I need to track my expenses every single month. You're recommending that like LLC or S Corp, if your profit is more than $30,000 30, a year, a year. But, and if it's yep. more than $30,000 a year, you probably shouldn't be doing it on your own you're probably getting, getting some help with that because you're likely there's some other things that need to get changed in how you pay yourself, but there yep. is benefits to having an S-Corp if your profit's more than 30K a year. Yep. So you're tracking all of your expenses so you know how much money's going out of the business so that you can track, like, is this a business expense or is this not? You recommend using a software like QuickBooks as long as you're getting to, like, you're getting to know that software. What else do I need to know? I'm an online coach. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode.
1: Yeah. So I think like the next thing is really figuring out what other strategies that you can implement. And this is going to really vary by the person and their situation, but there's tons of strategies out there that you can implement in your business, in your life that can lower your taxes. And it's all strategic and you plan it out. And so like some, you know, just a, an example would be if any of you guys have children And let's say they're ages seven and up, up until 18, you can actually, there's a strategy where you can hire them to like do work in your business, whether it's like, you know, answering the phone or doing photos or whatever can literally be anything, cleaning your office. You can actually pay them and the income that you pay them is a tax deduction, but the income they receive is not taxable. So it's basically shifting income out of, out of your account to them and saving money and then they don't have to report it as income and there's obviously some rules around that like how to actually do it the right way but it's a great way to get tax-free income out of your business which is great yeah so there's a ton there's so many tax strategies out there and so when you guys are in a position where you guys have high profits and you're like okay i don't want to pay a large amount of tax it's time to probably work with a an accountant or someone who focuses on tax strategy who can say, okay, based on your life right now, like here's the strategies you can start implementing. And this strategy would save you this amount. And this is going to save you $5,000 or whatever. There's so many things out there and it's, and yeah, you just, once you learn it, you can keep doing it every single year, which is amazing.
0: Mm. This is brilliant. I'm like, I'm honestly entertained. This is fun. So you can literally hire your kids and pay your kids and you don't have to pay tax on the money that you pay your kids and then your kids don't have to report it as income
1: yeah yeah absolutely that sounds like a cheat code (laughs) it is a cheat code (laughs) yeah if any of you guys own your own house let's say you guys you guys are at the point where you have the s corporation right and you guys maybe you bought a house or you've owned your own house for a little while there's actually a strategy where you can have your business rent your house for a business meeting. Like maybe you're just doing your annual minutes for your entity, or maybe you're doing literally a meeting with you and your business partner or your your wife or whatever. You can actually, the business will pay the homeowner, you, rent 14 days a year. And that basically is an expense on the business. And the homeowner, which is you, receives the money. And as long as you do that, fourteen days or less each year, that income is not taxable. So if you can rent your house out for five hundred to a thousand per meeting, that could, you know, that's we're talking fourteen thousand a year, where you're not going to be taxed on that money.
0: I love this. (laughs) I love this. Okay, so I've got a couple questions coming in, so I'm going to read out of some of these questions. So one of the questions is. We need to change our accountant. We're interested in working with Ashley. Is Ashley still open for taking client? Our current accountant sucks. I'm not going to read your name.
1: Yes, yeah, so we are still taking clients, of course. Okay, yep. cool.
0: How do they find you? By the way, guys, if you find Ashley, tell you have heard her on Mark's podcast. Where do they find you? Yep. So um, we're going to keep asking questions, but I want to get yeah. this
1: there. Yeah, I'm on pretty much all platforms. I believe my handle's Ashley Shepard CPA. And I can always drop an email later where you guys can just email me directly. As well,
0: cool. I love that. What is your email, just so we can everybody can get it right now?
1: Yeah, can I drop it in the chat here? Is that will yeah. everyone see yeah. that? Okay, guys.
0: If you have a question for Ashley Shepard, I'm actually learning a lot, and I'm very, very entertained with this. I think I'm gonna go buy a G wagon now. All right, <laughs> but if you have a question, then drop it in here. And guys, her email is ash, a s h at moneymuscleco dot I'm gonna drop it in the live stream so you guys can see it. Just let Ashley know. You heard her on Brian Mark's podcast, and you're interested in working with her. So it's ash at moneymuscleco Ash at moneymuscleco dot com. I want to read out some of these comments. So this is a funny question. Can we write it off groceries? I know it's part of personal, but it's kind of marketing because I use food in my content.
1: Yeah. So if you're like recording a video of you making a recipe or something like meal prep or whatever, I would say that you can. I would just you know like. These are the things I'm buying for this content video I'm going to do. I would purchase those, write those off. Anything general for like your normal groceries, you're buying, you know, your whatever, you're buying all your chicken or whatever. I would say not the normal groceries, but the food for the, you know, the video that you're going to record of you making this, then yes, you can definitely do that.
0: So basically what you're saying is make a food video every single day with every single item (laughs) on your grocery list.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
0: You do you guys, all right? You do however many videos you guys want to do. Okay, question. All my business income comes straight into my personal account. How would mm-hmm. I go about doing my taxes if I'm looking at my, my personal account? Would it be the same as what's coming out of my business and filling taxes from that? And Ashley, do you think that I should have a business account to simplify this process?
1: Yeah, I for sure think you should have a business account. Everyone should have a business account. And I know it's hard at first, but... Separate everything. This is all business. This is all personal. Keep it separate as best you can. If you don't have an entity yet, get the entity and then open up the bank account under the entity's name. All right. And if you're just a sole proprietor, get the LLC, then get the bank under the LLC. Right. So you can still do your taxes and you'll just figure out, okay, this is all the income I received. Even if it went in your personal account, you'll know, okay, this is my total income for the year. And then you look through all your statements for your you know, business expenses as well. So you can still do your taxes regardless of what account it went in. You're just going to have to basically total it up and report it that way.
0: I'm so glad somebody asked that question. So thank you, Caesar, because I made that mistake when I first started too. Literally every single thing that I did came into my personal account. And mm-hmm. I was like, massive mistake. When mm-hmm. I remember, I actually forgot about how painful this was. I remember when my accountant was like, okay, get me all your receipts for all your business expenses. And I remember printing off my like bank statement for my personal account and realizing that everything personal and everything business was in one. And it was like legitimately a nightmare. Whereas like now I have a credit card that is the only time I use this credit card is if it's PT domination stuff. And the only time I use this bank account is when it's PT domination stuff. And then I've got my personal stuff, my personal expenses come out of my personal account. And anything yep. business would be comes out of my business account and they stay like completely separate from each other.
1: Yep. That's the way you got to do it for sure. Yeah. It took some pain to to get to that one. So yeah, um, it's not a hard adjustment at first, but it's definitely necessary.
0: Yeah. It's, I feel like it's just like, you know, it's developing and I'm not an expert on money, but I feel like I'm slowly getting better. Developing money habits is just like developing any sort of habit, like going to the gym mm-hmm. and eating healthy meals. It's like, you need to learn the right fundamentals and then you need to practice it and you need to practice it and practice it. And at first it's like, it's almost painful at first because I think like you probably experienced it. Like, do you find that a lot of people don't have these money habits in place when they first come to you?
1: Yeah, I would say it's like 50-50. Most people they are like, oh yeah, I just have my my one bank account, everything's in there. I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna get those separated. And some people they have, you know, it just really comes down to their personality. Like people who are maybe more OCD perfectionists, they have it separated because that's how their mind works. And people who are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like they tend to have it all in one, but maybe they haven't been, you know, explained to that, you know, why they need to do it. And so, but then when they figured, oh, I got to do that, like put a plan together and to make it happen, pretty easy to, to shift too. So yeah,
0: that's good. I feel like, and this is, I actually, I love having a good accountant because the first time I got a good accountant my anxiety went from like a nine out of 10 to like a three out of 10 because they're like, yeah, <laughs> the not coming to take all your money. And I was like, phew.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It definitely changes the experience for you and how stressed you feel when you're before taxes, you're probably anxious, like wondering what you owe. Like, it's good to have someone there just like, keep you like, you know, grounded and help you feel like pretty good about like what's going to happen and everything's going to be okay
0: yeah i think that's super super important so other yeah. questions we got so ashley can we go from straight from soul prop to s corp or do we have to need do we need an llc at first
1: yeah you will need either an llc or a c corporation to go into an s corporation but if you don't have either of those you can actually just kind of do it all together like you know, I know like on Legal Zoom, you can say, oh, I want to get an S-Corp. And what they'll do is they'll probably file a C-Corp and file the paperwork to make it an S-Corp. So you can do it all together, but to get to the S-Corp, you have to have either a, an LLC or a C-Corp already established to mm-hmm. do that. Beautiful,
0: I love that. Yeah. So question came in, Ashley, does your company take care of the entire bookkeeping and the accounting side or... Do we need to hire our own bookkeeper and accountant and separately have everything do taxes?
1: Yeah, no, we do it all. We do the books, we do your taxes, help you save money, everything.
0: I also, I'm just going to jump in here because me and Ashley were talking about like her services and what she offers before this fall. And I'm <laughs> going to say that if you are making over $10,000 a month, it would be absolutely stupid for you not to hire Ashley Shepard as her, your <laughs> personal person for your finances because we're making over $10,000 a month. And I know, I know online coaches and I know your profit margins are 70 to 80%. And so if you, have, you want to pay tax on 70 to 80% profit at the end of the year, have fun, do whatever you want to do, or you can hire Ashley. And when she told me how, like how affordable it is. I was like, that's it. Cause I pay my guy like close to five grand a month. And I'm going to tell you, Ashley isn't even close to five <laughs> grand a month. So um, if you are making money and you do not hire Ashley, you are dumb. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Ashley won't say it because she's nice and professional. I'll say it if you're done. <laughs> right? So if you're making money, fucking DM her. Because when she told me how much she charges, I'm like, that's fucking it? For bookkeeping and taxes and accounting? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I'm talking about that. we am talking about yeah. our clients. So Ashley, can we write off any travel as long as we shoot content in that area? And if we're filming trainings for client, can we write off the whole travel? Or is it only a percentage?
1: Yeah, it's going to really come down to some details. Because if you it's kind of a loaded question like, okay, you're going, where are you going? And how long are you going for? And like, if you're, you know, you generally have to work, you know, more than I think it's more than four hours per day. But then also sometimes the weekends, Saturday, Sunday, you don't have to work. So if you went there Friday, and then returned Monday, like Friday and Monday, you'd have to work but Saturday and Sunday, technically, you don't really have to work. So and that can be all deductible. So it's really going to come down to the details. And that that's something that we could, you know, talk through if you're like, Hey, I'm going on this trip. And this is what the plan is, then we could figure out like, okay, like, this is how you can make it 100% deductible. But either way, you'll be able to deduct some of it, if not all of it.
0: Perfect. And yeah. last question we have on this live that I have here is, Ashley, can I write off my hair and nails, since it's technically a part of my appearance for my live <laughs> trainings, photos and video content?
1: Yeah. So hair and nails has been a, a topic in the tax courts, <laughs> just to say that. So generally hair and nails, you cannot write off regardless. I know like, obviously we want to look, we have to look at on camera professional, you know, I, in our brand, however, I would say there's more of an argument if you're like, okay, I'm having this photo shoot done. Like literally I'm going to like the photographer and I'm, you know, getting my whole, like we're doing a bunch of photos for, for whatever marketing or something. Like there's more of an argument there than just like, Hey, I get my nails done every two weeks and my hair every month. And I do that look good, but that's considered more of a personal expense. And it has been shot down in the tax courts, unfortunately. And then you know, that may change in the future, but as of right now, I would say maybe for more of like a, hey, this is a photo shoot event and I just had it done for that event versus your typical, it's like the grocery thing. You know, you can't write off all your groceries, but if you're, hey, I'm buying these foods for this particular meal prep video, I'm going to explain for my course or my clients, you know, there's more of an argument there. And I think it shows, you know, let's say you get audited, the IRS is saying, oh, okay, so you wrote off. these groceries and you could say well i didn't write off all my groceries i wrote off the ones that i was using for i do meal prep Mm -hmm. videos or whatever and it shows like you know you are being reasonable so i think that comes across a little bit better as well
0: yeah that's funny okay i like that i'm gonna read this comment because i think i'm a shameless plug so somebody said so what you're saying is i should go to all the pt domination events because they're all write-offs
1: yes obviously (laughs)
0: yes Absolutely, come to the pizza nomination yeah. event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, I think we should have you out at one of the next pizza nomination events. I mean, you do online training yeah. specifically.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I would I do like it. That. Yeah, yeah,
0: I like that. All right, guys, if you got value from Ashley Shepard, can you do me a favor? And uh, I actually don't like. You can let me know on the live stream. Obviously, if you're tuning in live, that'd be lit. And <laughs> somebody said that's why I dropped some stacks in Kelowna when I went in January. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much. This was not only entertaining, but also insanely valuable. And if you are Mm -hmm. in the United States, again, I'm literally going to tell all of my coaches at Pizza Nation. But yeah, for all the value that you gave us, thank you. I think this clarified a lot for a lot of people. And again, I'm not like, I honestly thought it was going to be significantly more pricey. When you told me your rate, I was like, that's fucking it. So (laughs) You are making 10K plus per month. It is, it would be very, very silly of you not to hire Ashley because you are going to fucking, you are going to save a lot of money by hiring uh, somebody like Ashley to have you looking over your shoulders, looking at your books and basically telling you what to spend money on, what not to spend money on, how much money to be setting aside, you know, helping you deal with letters from the IRS and and just everything. Mm -hmm. So, again, Ashley, what is your username? Because I've got people that are asking on the live stream right now.
1: Yeah, it's Ashley Shepherd, CPA on all. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere.
0: Cool. Ashley Shepard, CPA. Ashley Shepard, CPA. Let her know you listen to her on B Mark's podcast and uh, let her know that you're an online coach that needs her help. So that's it. That's all. Ashley, thank you again. This was absolutely awesome. Uh,
1: thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Cool. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye bye.